This is Joe Burns. And Chad P. Hey, thanks for listening to the Rock School Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live Thursdays at 5. And Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School radio show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. time for school rock school with your hosts dr joe burns and chad p tommy nobody actually told me it was zombie it was one of those where i was looking at hear her emphasize the in the course no no and and by the way that would make it tomby little tomby little tomby god bless us all class is in I have always wanted to do a selection of my acoustic work with the London Symphony Orchestra. Okay, okay, Spinal Tap. Yes, my favorite line from Spinal Tap. And you know why I said it? I wonder. Because today's show is all about MTV Unplugged. Oh, excellent. I've been looking forward to this show. All right, let's get some of the other nasty bits out of the way. My name is Joe Burns, a professor in the communication department. You are? I'm not a nasty bit, but uh, (laughs) I'm Chad P. We are broadcasting from the campus of Southeastern Louisiana University. Good. Now all the legal stuff's out of the way. Yep. MTV Unplugged. Mm-hmm. No electrified guitars. No, no, no distortion. Electrified nothing. No, nothing. Just box guitars and box basses and, and the smile. acoustic side. Right? That's and right. a smile and a full voice. Now, this is the neat first fact of MTV Unplugged. Most people, when you say to them, what was the first MTV Unplugged? They're going to say, oh, Bon Jovi. No, 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 that's not true. No. I believe Bon Jovi inspired the idea. You got it. On the 1989 MTV Video Music Awards, they performed One a Dead or Alive mm-hmm. and Living on a Prayer. Acoustic. Acoustically. Right. And some people at MTV said that would be a great idea for a show. Yep. And off it went. Now, the very first MTV Unplugged was November 26th, 1989. I didn't Any realize idea? it was in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Any idea who the first people were that were on it? Uh, Kiss. Uh, you would think. Uh. You could th- you, they would go play anywhere, but it was Squeeze. Tempted oh. by the fruit of another. Sid Straw. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Elliot Easton. Any idea who Elliot Easton is? I've heard that name. Bassist uh, for the Cars. The Cars. So, you know, they got a fairly decent group. Okay. You know, a fairly decent group of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after that... After groups saw what a fantastic showcase it could be... That thing just exploded. Oh, yeah. Now, the lip syncers didn't go on it, <laughs> but they got the people who could do it. Uh-huh. We got a whole bunch of music from MTV Unplugged. Good music, too. This this is some the one... of the best produced oh, yeah. music. I didn't mean to step on you, but just really good stuff. This is one of the ones that Chad wanted first. Liam Gallagher didn't want to sing, Nope. so Noel took over for him. Here's Oasis at the Royal Festival Hall from 1996. Acoustic, don't look back in anger, Oasis, as we do MTV Unplugged on Rock School.
You know, there's something about watching MTV Unplugged other than listening to the records. What was wonderful about it is if you were a musician, Uh it made the music approachable. Oh, yeah? It was almost as if you looked at it and went, okay, now I can do it. That's how it's done. Yeah, exactly that. It's just (laughs) that. Oh, now I can see it. When Aerosmith played on MTV Unplugged and they did Toys in the Attic, Uh and I, I remember thinking... That sounds just like Toys in the Attic. Because, you know, all the the fact that Toys in the Attic is not played with chords so much as it's played with individual notes. Uh-huh. And I listen to them launch into it, mm-hmm. even on acoustic instruments. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I know that sounds dumb. You know, but that really sounds like Toys in the Attic. Sweet. Yeah, I, it, it made it approachable for me. And it was just something to see people, like when Elton John came out mm-hmm. and he said, this is the show, I know I said this already, but this is the show that the lip syncers avoid. Yeah. There was just something wonderful about that. Sweet. 10,000 Maniacs was the first act to perform twice on MTV Unplugged. Mm-hmm. And in 1992, when Eric Clapton went on there, oh. oh, he caught all kinds of heck because he reworked his songs almost to the point where they weren't even recognizable exactly yeah you think that the unplugged layla and the regular yeah. layla are two totally different songs they, they sound i mean completely different yeah polar opposites i remember even picking up the acoustic and attempting to learn it and going okay these are the same chords it's the same chordal progression yeah but the playing is so different yep. but clapton had the last laugh because the sales of the album eric clapton unplugged mm-hmm. still to this day over 10 million in sales. It's a diamond album. Oh, yeah. And it is the best unplugged album in sales, period. It's awesome. Take that, Rock School. I know you mentioned this right before we played the song, but what year yeah. again was this? 92 is at okay. the uh, Bray Film Studios in Windsor, England. It makes so much sense now. In 92, I was a scrapping young 12-year-old lad. Yeah. I heard this song, okay? And I yeah. loved it. I mean, I fell in love with the entire Clapton Unplugged album. The yeah. only problem was I hadn't really gotten turned on to good classic rock, so I heard this version first. Oh, you hadn't heard the rock no, version? No, no, I was 12. So then I hear on a classic rock station, da little little and I said, wow, he took that cool Layla song and he put some stank on it. No he kidding. Put a little bit you of funk to it. I did. Oh, that's neat. I was so confused, dude. <laughs> I look like such neat. an idiot to some of those guys I work with. You know, it became hip for groups to actually release their unplugged version mm-hmm. as, you know, as an album. Yeah. It wasn't Clapton that started it. No? Now, it was McCartney, as in Paul McCartney. Sir McCartney. Yeah, Sir Paul McCartney. He played January 25th, 1991, and released the set as Unplugged, the official bootleg. Oh. The gentleman who produces the show, his name is Alex Coletti. Mm -hmm. He has gone on record stating that if McCartney had not done that, if Paul McCartney had not basically set the... What would you call it? Not set the stage, but set the format. You right. go on the show, record it, and then release it as an album or a yeah. CD. Yeah. If he had not set that format, the show wouldn't have taken off because artists understood if they went on, worldwide audience and record. Hmm. So they could get the best of the best because in one night, pow, 
the amount of money that could be made was insane. Th- th- thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thanks. Very good. Hey, Bebopalula. He played at the London Limehouse TV studios, and it sounds like this. Rock School. Well, Bebopalula, she's my baby. Bebopalula, don't need me. Bebopalula, she's my baby. There's Paul McCartney, Sir Paul McCartney. Bebopalula. Bebopalula, an old Gene Vincent tune. Mm-hmm. On February 13th, 1993, the first non-English speaking band played Roxette. Roxette. Yeah, Roxette. Who are they? Where are they from? They're from Sweden. Their first big hit was You Got the Look. Oh. Eh? Ever heard of them? No. Well, they played on, no. the, on there anyway. Dude, you know what I like about Unplugged? What was that? Every now and again, I would hear a song by an artist that I had not heard the regular version. Uh, example, Allison Chains had a song called Sludge Factory. Yes. I had never heard of Sludge Factory, but I heard them do it on MTV Unplugged. So I went out and got the album that had Sludge Factory. And had I not heard it on Unplugged, I'd have never discovered it. So the acoustic turned you to yes see that's the thing about the show it really had such an impact on sales you had to know people were clamoring we, i did it we may play uh, elton john a little later on that's my favorite mm-hmm. uh, mtv unplugged and elton john was approached by the mtv unplugged people i've, I've heard this story and he said well i can't play for a half an hour the show is a half an hour uh-huh. and he said i need at least an hour and the <laughs> guy said i thought for a split millisecond oh, yes you know, <laughs> you got it, Sir Elton. You know, awesome. Come on in. So, hello, Radio Universidad, Salamanca, Spain. Feliz Navidad. Thank you for running this here radio program. Hello, KLSU down in Baton Rouge. Good luck at that Capital One Bowl on New Year's <laughs> Day. Thank you for being part of the Rock School Radio Network. And iTunes. Those of you who are listening on iTunes, by all means, shoot us an email and wish us Merry Christmas. And we will do the same to you. Back in a minute, Rock School. Hey, you mentioned Alice in Chains mm-hmm. before the break. You want to play an Alice in Chains? Oh, I would love it. Okay. Hey, the first song recorded on MTV Unplugged to go to number one on the Billboard 100, Mariah Carey's version of the Jackson 5 song, I'll Be There. A guy named Trey Lorenz backed her up, shot all the way to Get number out of here. one. Some this- memorable uh, Unplugged episodes. Do you have any? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the rapper's name is. LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. I have never been a fan of rap. Never. He did a good job, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he came yeah. out with a live band. Mm-hmm. Everything I've ever disliked about rap, mm-hmm. he started to change my mind. He had yep. a live band. He had a singer. Yep. I could see real performance. Yep. All of a sudden, I kind of he hasn't changed my mind. But he kind of changed me. I'll tell you which one was semi-enjoyable, but just just downright weird. Pearl Jam. Yes. Eddie Vedder is yeah. spinning around on a, on a turnstool and writing on his left arm with Markalot. Whatever it but, takes, man. I guess. Whatever it takes, man. <laughs> How about that Owls and Chains? Oh, please do. Here's Wood from 1996. Rock School. You know what I remember what? about the uh, Alice in Chains concert? Tell me. Lane Staley. 
Oh yeah. See, and yeah, he was he was almost succumbed to heroin. Yeah, him and, and uh, Scott Weiland when the yeah. Stone Temple Pilots did theirs. You thought he was going to fall out of the chair. Oh, I agree. Man. Yeah. They were almost almost taken over by the drug at that yep. point in I time. I saw Jerry Cottrell in concert after Lane Staley died. Yeah. <sighs> Good. Unbelievable guitarist. Oy. Three minutes to the bottom of the hour, and we got to get there. How about we do Mrs. Robinson? Paul Simon. Okay. Unplugged. Rock School. <laughs> Hey, here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, cuckoo kachoo. Welcome to the bottom of the hour, <laughs> what folks. What was that for? That's cuckoo kachoo, Mrs. Robinson. Well, it's not goo goo kachoo, but. <laughs> Welcome to the bottom of the hour, folks. My name is Joe Burns. I'm Chad P. Yeah, we're getting giddy. It's getting closer and closer to the end of the semester and Christmas. December 14th is the beginning of this week. The end of the week will be December 20th. Let's do seven days in 70 seconds. Chad has Monday. Go. Okay, Monday, December 14th. It's a Monday this year, but back in 1972, Born to Boogie. You remember Ringo Starr's film about Mark Bolin? It premiered in London. There you go. December 15th, 1984, Band Aid reaches number one with do they know it's Christmas? December 16th in 1971, our good friend Don McLean releases his eight-minute version, eight-minute plus, actually, of American Pie. Oh, man, have I put brain cells to that song. December 17th, back in 1997, President Clinton signs the No Electronic Theft Act, removing protection from individuals who downlight, download copyrighted works from the Internet. So you kids, <laughs> knock it off. December 18th in 1971, Jerry Lee Lewis and his cousin, Myra Brown, are divorced. Yeah. They had gotten married when she was 13. Yeah, it screwed up his entire... What are entire... you doing, Jerry? Well, it screwed up his entire uh, entire European tour. Ugh. Yeah, well, you know. 19 days into December, back in 1955, Carl Perkins records Blue Suede Shoes at Sun Studios in Memphis. Should have made him the king of rock and roll, but a car accident takes him out of commission, and Elvis Presley jumps in. Nah. That's just what I think. 20 days into December, 1975, guitarist Joe Walsh, formerly of the James Gang, joins the Eagles. And that wraps up 7 days and 70 seconds. We're going back to MTV Un. Plugged. Yeah. The best way to watch this guy play, oh my God, what a fantastic guitarist, is unplugged. Chris Isaac. Wicked game. Oh, wait. Rock school. So he plays that. That's Chris Isaac. What, what are you talking about at the beginning of the song? Oh, it's, you said he plays it very well. I was like, oh, he actually plays that song? Because I never what? paid attention because the video was so mesmerizing. Oh, you with Helena Christensen? To... Oh, she has a name? Oh, yeah. Your wife never but... listens to the show, does she? Mm -mm. No, good. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're talking about MTV Unplugged. In 1999, Colombian-born singer-songwriter Shakira's concert becomes the first Unplugged to be broadcast entirely in another language, her native Spanish. 
ladies and gentlemen. Wow. And now, my favorite, my favorite altogether, Elton John. Elton John is really your favorite? Oh, yeah. Best one? Oh, by far. How come? Well, he comes out, I think it's because of that line, which I'm now going to say for the third time, (laughs) this is the show that That the the lip lip syncers avoid. He comes out, it's a grand piano, and it's just him and the instrument. I think I've said this before, in terms of classical music, I like a single instrument. Mm -hmm. There's something to a man or a woman and an instrument and an audience. Uh-huh. You know, there's nowhere to hide. <laughs> That's why I like an acoustic instrument. You know what I mean? Like an acoustic guitar. Yep. It's you and six strings. There's nowhere to hide. Fair enough. You can either play it or you can't. And if a man can sit down at a piano and for an hour mesmerize an audience, no show, no pyrotechnics, no lights, no nothing, just sit there and sing, man. Can you keep my attention for an hour? So he did get the hour. Oh, yeah. It was (laughs) so good. Don't let the sun go down on me. This is from 1990. Chelsea Studios, New York City. Elton John, MTV Unplugged. Rock School. I can't lie. You know what song I probably should have played? What? He does a live version of Benny and the Jets. Yeah. Which is really, really good. Yeah, yeah. But you need the visual because Was it he... seven minutes long? <laughs> no, but boy, that's good. That's good. Hey, uh, let me tell you a couple other little bits of information. The Bob Dylan Unplugged concert in 1994 was the first that was actually two nights, and they combined it into one show. Cool. Um, Bruce Springsteen also performed a twist on the program's theme. He was the first to actually use amplified instruments. Mm-mm. I remember watching it. I didn't like that too much. That, you, know? you shouldn't be allowed. No, you shouldn't. You Do really your shouldn't. acoustic stuff. That's it's right. like It's like I remember when they allowed people to lip sync at the halftime of the Super Bowl one year. Uh, no. No. Come out and perform. That's right. Hello, KSCL Shreveport. Thanks for running this fine, fine radio program. Hello, WBSD in Burlington, Wisconsin. Ditto. Yeah. iTunes. Get us on iTunes. Back in a minute. Rock school. Now, you would be stunned, ladies and gentlemen, how often Chad and I screw up on this radio up. program. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then Chad edits us. We are not this smooth. Yes, we are. No, we're not. What are you doing? <laughs> in 1993, Neil Young's performance. You can see it on the Unplugged album by Neil Young. Two of the songs were played twice. Okay. Because Neil Young was completely dissatisfied with them. And apparently on a DVD version, you can actually see it, where he stops in the middle of the song and turns around and yells at the drummer twice ah, for playing too ah, fast. Oh, and four of the wow, songs... I didn't know I was related to Neil Young. Yeah. And Sounds like my dad. <laughs> and four of the songs from the performance were cut from the final broadcast because he simply said, no, they weren't good enough. Wow. And quit. And he was the first performer to actually do that. Ha, ha, ha. How about the cranberries? Love them. I can't tell you how long, I hate to admit this because it really makes me sound stupid, but I can't tell you how long I thought the name of the song was Tommy. It's Zombie. On Rock School. 
what? Because I thought it was Tommy. We did Tommy last week. No. What are you doing? <laughs> Honest to goodness, I it was one of those where I would sit in my car, uh, Tommy, Tommy. Oh. Nobody actually told me it was zombie. It was one of those where I was looking you at a You can't hear her note. emphasize the b in the course? No, no. And and by the way, that would make it Tombi. It's zombies. <laughs> well, so. yeah, so that would just be weird, <laughs> well, wouldn't it? Who knows? Maybe there's somebody, you know, right. named Little Tombi. Little Tombi. Mm-hmm. God bless us all, Tombi. <laughs> Each and every one. Nirvana's performance on Unplugged. My was favorite. My the, favorite right well, now. It was the last televised performance before his death, about five months before he uh, died. He loved Kurt it. Cobain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiss Unplugged was very, very popular because former members Peter Chris and Ace Freely came in, and it was one of the things that helped them reunite for one of their tours. Yep. And uh, the last one we're going to play, Midnight Oil's 1993 performance on Unplugged appears on their album, The Real Thing. Very so good. We're, we're going to wrap up this MTV Unplugged piece with Beds Are Burning. This was at the Sony Music Studios, New York City, April 20th, 1993. i got to tell you, I don't have, except for Clapton, I don't have any unplugged albums. Mm-hmm. What I have is uh, two unplugged compilation albums. Oh, I bet those are cool. Oh, they're great. They're easy to find, too. You know, Amazon, your favorite download site, iTunes, and grab just the ones you want. Sweet. They are fantastic. You know, I really should go buy the Elton John one since I like it so much. Well, why don't you, Tommy? Dummy me, Tommy. <laughs> I'm Tommy Burns. I'm Tommy P. <laughs> Class is dismissed.